You know that project you've been working on, just chipping away at it, dreaming of the day you get to show it off? Then, when you're least expecting it, cancer. And finishing that project actually happens. I would know. I've been restoring this car for years, and today I'm giving it to my granddaughter. It's her 16th birthday and two years since my cancer diagnosis. Happy birthday, boo-boo. You keep making plans. Visit ohiohealth.com slash keep making plans to learn more. Letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories. From News Talk 830-WCCO, this is the All Local. With Thursday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peters. Today's stories include a police standoff in St. Paul, more on what will be a busy weekend in the Twin Cities, and what not to take through airport security. But we begin with charges filed against the driver of a rented SUV that crashed into a car in Minneapolis, killing all five young women inside. WCCO's Laura Oaks with the latest. State and federal charges are now filed against the driver of a rented SUV that crashed into a car in Minneapolis last weekend, killing all five young women inside. The Friday night high-speed crash happened 24 minutes after 27-year-old Derek Thompson rented the Cadillac Escalade from MSP Airport. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Minneapolis has charged Thompson, a convicted felon, with firearms and drug possession charges. If convicted on those federal counts, Thompson faces up to life in prison with a mandatory minimum sentence of 10 years. Meanwhile, the Hennepin County Attorney's Office has charged Thompson with 10 counts of criminal vehicular homicide. Additional evidence is still being processed, including Thompson's blood toxicology and DNA testing. If convicted on those charges, Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty says she'll seek a separate sentence for each of the five victims. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. Meanwhile, Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara sharing his frustration on WCCO Radio about reports by some groups that police were pursuing the suspect at the time of the crash. He drove by a Minnesota state trooper who was hiding on 35 North doing his job, doing what he was told to do, running radar. He came by at 95 miles an hour before the trooper ever had a chance to catch up on him with him to initiate a stop. This person got off the highway ran a red light, and killed five innocent people. O'Hara telling WCCO's Chad Hartman there was no pursuit whatsoever. He also says he's frustrated that the department's being accused of leaking the video of the crash impact. He denies that, saying the video came from Metro Transit, but he has no idea who leaked it. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. Fire investigators in Coon Rapids continue to look into a house explosion that left one person seriously injured. It happened just before 3 yesterday afternoon in the 800 block of 104th Avenue Northwest. The victim, who was inside the home at the time of the blast, remains hospitalized this morning at last check. Homes on either side were also damaged. Several fire departments were called in to assist. The state fire marshal is leading the investigation. Metro Transit says it's ready for this busy weekend. As we've been reporting, trains and buses will be fully operational, even with extended hours after Friday and Saturday night's Taylor Swift concerts. Met Council Chair Charlie Zelli. We have confidence that with extra post-event light rail service, extra train sets meeting the demand on the platforms, we'll be able to cover all the post-event uh, traffic activity, wanting to take transit and uh, provide uh, a way home. And Zelly says 90 bus trips are scheduled to depart downtown Minneapolis between midnight and 1 a.m. 
Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Mark Fry. A proposed nickel mining project looks to build the Tamarack Nickel Mine a mile and a half north of Tamarack in central Minnesota. The Minnesota DNR is reviewing the proposal with Talon Metals hoping to start construction in 2026 and mining in 2027. Jess Richards, Jess Richards is a DNR assistant commissioner. This company and their predecessor or their, their partner have been exploring this area for well over a decade. So we've been aware that in, in the Tamarack area, we've been aware that they may eventually propose a project. This project's likely to face some scrutiny over pollution that has stalled other nickel-copper mining proposals in northern Minnesota. I'm Steve Simpson. The State Bureau of Criminal Apprehension is investigating after the Stearns-Benton SWAT team shot a man in St. Joseph last night. The team was assisting local police who were executing a search warrant at a home. That person who was shot was taken to St. Cloud Hospital. Their condition is not known. No word if body cameras were active at the time. WCCO's Mark Fry with an update on a standoff with the suspected gunman who allegedly shot three people last night in St. Paul. It all started around 9 last night in the 200 block of West Superior. That's where officers found two men and one woman suffering from what are being described as non-life-threatening injuries. The suspect reportedly fled to the roof of a nearby building where SWAT team members and negotiators talked the man down. He was taken into custody without incident. It's not known what led to the shootings. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Nonprofit Reconnect Rondo is sharing new details about their project to turn a historic St. Paul neighborhood into Minnesota's first African-American cultural enterprise district. Executive Director Keith Baker says the new space will be a step toward healing after the core of Old Rondo was demolished in the 50s to make way for Interstate 94. And what we might imagine is a community being able to gather in open space together on newly created land on the freeway. Houses being developed, 13 acres of open space, places where descendants can incubate businesses, right? A marketplace. Baker says community input will play a huge role in the neighborhood's transformation. We see the community really driving the ideas around this, and so we'll just really defer to their readiness as well. The project is still pending, but could break ground as soon as 2027. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. Finally today, that's a lot of beef jerky. Customs and Border Patrol agents at Minneapolis-St. Paul International had an interesting find last week. A traveler from South Africa declared that he had 83 pounds of beef biltong, a type of beef jerky, in his luggage, worth about $2,000. Unfortunately for him, bringing meats, plants, seeds, and fruit from other countries is restricted due to the potential for introducing diseases like foot and mouth. Agriculture specialists with CBP destroyed the jerky using what's called steam sterilization. The man was not charged. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO. In case we haven't met, I'm Dino Colombo. I represent people hurt by a truck. It's what we do every day. I've seen truck accidents devastate families, but we can help. Hurt by a truck? Call Colombo Law.